Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Surprise! Yo, 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 yo. We are here on a... Well, listen. Yeah. I would tell Mother Nature that she's pretty much drunk at this point. (laughs) Go home, Mother Nature. Figure it out. Get your shit together. But we're here. We're here talking birds on a Saturday. There's too much off-season stuff going on that we got it. We can't can't wait until the draft talk. We got to address some uh, some some birds news. Yes, so, we uh, Rich, what? How, how has your Saturday been so far? Well, you know, we went to some stores today. Uh, maybe go to Home Depot later. I just don't know if we'll have time. Um, okay. So you know, just just some fun stuff, man. Just some some fun crappy day adventures because let's oh. be real the weather is absolute shit outside i don't <laughs> it's know it's the sun's starting to peek out and there's flurries and it was got hit in the face with some frozen rain so all all, all fun things today yeah it's cold and wet but hey, listen the off season is not dry the off season has started to kick off we're starting to see some of those things ramp up right before uh before we hear all, we got all the the underwear Olympic, that that all that stuff is done. The guys, you know, we're gonna see the pro days in a couple in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, off season moves, right? Obviously, the 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 big one, you know, dropped a couple days ago. The bringing Kelsey back, fourteen million highest paid center in the league, rightfully deserved, worth every penny. Oh yeah, he's like the one guy where you look at like pay him as much as he needs to come back. That never worries me. And then you fill the holes elsewhere. So you need Jason Kelsey. You need that anchor on the offensive line. You need that consistent play. So you, you take him for whatever he asks. I'm completely content. Uh, I'm Rich, I'm a hundred percent on board in terms of you know, the, the addition of Landon Dickerson on the line, having another, another year, where they can get the that leadership mm-hmm. and that guidance is only going to help this team. I think the thing that that's that that's not something to overlook, right? That's something that that is. If he retired, was going to be a huge hole. Yeah, right? especially with Brandon Brooks retiring, um, it's kind of like one of those things. I know Brandon Brooks had his own issues 
off the field. So hopefully he gets the uh, help and clears his spine and gets in the right mindset. So good for him. Uh, thank you for being an Eagle, but let's be real. We can't have two holes of two starters, especially, you know, two all pro guys. So bringing Kelsey back for 14 million is completely fine by me. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with it. Rich, what, what are your thoughts? There, there was something floating around the other day about Chandler Jones. I mean, you need him. And him you, and, need a, you need a pass him. rusher. My, my whole thing is right now, I am, if I'm Howie Roseman, I am exploring the market for Fletcher Cox. Um, You've got to do something okay. to try to get rid of that contract. You've got to do something just to try and revamp that defensive line because Fletcher Cox isn't the Fletcher Cox that we've seen four years right. ago. I don't understand where his mentality is. I don't understand where his level of play has been. Uh, people can say, oh, he's double or triple teams. Yeah, so is Aaron Donald, and look what Aaron Donald does. Uh, the, greats, the greats make it happen regardless, and it just seems like he's not around the ball enough, and he's not he's, – he's, He's not put. He's not producing where we need him to. But you know, he's still one of the best defensive tackles in the game. So you can get something for him. If I can get a three and something else, I'll take it just to get rid of that contract and try to sign some free agent pass rushers. I, I was just about to ask you because that's what we need. We need we need pass rushing bad. Uh, we really can't bank on Brandon Graham coming back and being impactful. Um, sweat. I, I'm still not a huge sweat guy. I think he's, I think he's decent. Um, okay. We'll see how he develops. I didn't like the fact that he was signed to an extension, but who, who else did you have at that point? So it kind of puts you in that rut. So if the Eagles don't address that edge rush or pass rush during the free agency, I expect him to be heavy in that for the draft. But then you also have to look at all the other holes. You got to look at the linebackers. You got to look at the corners. You got to look at safeties. So the Eagles are putting themselves in a situation where they need to make a push for defense. Um, you need offensive weapons as well. But at the same time, if you look at how free agency right now is panning out with all the franchise tags, the Chris Godwin, you have Mike uh, Williams going back right. to the Chargers for $20 million. You'll have Amari Cooper out there. Who knows yeah. how much he's going to want, a guy with a lot of lingering issues and uh, not issues, injuries. And then you have Allen Robinson who can't get his head out of his ass. So do I spend the $15 million on a outside wide receiver or do I address that in the draft and try to bolster my defense right now when it comes to free agency? And if Chandler Jones comes here, I mean, I could see him easily – playing next to Hargraves and Sweat and maybe racking up five to nine sacks. And if he gets you five sacks, that's more production that the offensive or the defensive line last year gave you. So that is something we, we desperately need. Yeah. I, th I think you're, you're, you're right in terms of saying like, if you can get him and he could be an impactful player. For you, if you put him alongside Hargraves, um, one of my questions for you was going to be, what were what what do you think you can get for him, right? If you can get, I think if you can get that two or three, I, I think three is right now what okay what the number is going to be. I don't see a two because this is production's not there, and right. not lately, and and with the and with the contract, it's going to be hard. I could see if he came off a year where he had 
six sacks and a few forced fumbles, a few tackles for loss. Yeah, I think we could get a two definitely. But right now, if you can steal a three, I think that's huge because you need to alleviate that cap pressure. You need to do something. You need to do something where you have money to sign like for other holes and just you can just plug and play some defensive tackles. But when they get past that first line, there's nobody there to stop them. So you need to shore up that front seven and you're hoping you can land a guy, a solid middle linebacker. I don't think Bobby Wagner wants to come here and I'm not sure if I'm going to pay the money for Bobby Wagner. No, and I heard, I heard Bobby Wagner linked a lot to Dallas, which, you know, if you can, if they can add him to, I mean, that defense by itself right now has a lot of impressive young players if you added a guy like that to that defense, that makes them yeah. stronger. I just Dallas is just a team that Dallas, I don't. I just don't trust. Dallas is just doing it wrong. Um, they gave all that money to Dak, and the report that I read, which was pretty hilarious, I don't know if you read it, but Amari Cooper and Dak had to be separated after the loss against San Fran, and then Amari Coop, Cooper calls him the Black Kirk Cousins. Oh that God. He called him oh, the Black Kirk That absolutely destroyed me. I was rolling on the floor. I'm like, so, man, when you get compared to Kirk Cousins and his playoff success, oh, that's, yeah. that's telling you something. And it's not Amari Cooper's fault he got paid $20 million. And it's not the anybody's fault, to be honest with you. But you have Dak who spreads the ball out. And right. the Cowboys are going to be up against it. So if, if Bobby Wagner is looking to take a pay cut to go play for a team that cannot win a playoff game good right. for him but i still don't see the cowboys as a threat or or a contender because i mean what they have the the highest point total for an offense this year and right. they got booted out of the playoffs so you know you yeah, have no, like, you have all those situations going around the league but if i were him i'm going somewhere else maybe arizona see what arizona can do but, i was gonna say because arizona just like they let go of you know jordan yeah, hicks jordan hicks which, you know, which i wouldn't mind taking a shot and bringing him back I mean, Jordan, I, Jordan Hicks was an Ironman for them. He did not miss a game. So if he can come here and stay healthy and be as good as he was, I'll take right. that in a heartbeat. Right, and that to me, like that move, when I saw that, that didn't make sense to me. Well, like he's been a guy who's been I on the field for you, who, who has been productive. Arizona's I, a fraud. Like, come on, dude. Like, they don't even know what they're doing. They just extended Cliff Kingsbury and their GM, who their GM – yeah, you can say he he landed you DeAndre Hopkins and got rid of a big contract from David Johnson, but you also were dealing with Bill O'Brien, who was playing fantasy football. And Bill Here's O'Brien the- single-handedly destroyed his organization by half of the stupid trades and getting rid of all of his picks for guys who were terrible. Like, why would you make that trade, giving, getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins and bringing in David Johnson? What right. in the right world even think that is remotely right. like an even or fair trade, especially at the time? So if you're looking at things through a standpoint with Arizona, I just they're, they're another they're another team with Kyler Murray being a, a big crybaby and and Cliff Kingsbury just never making adjustments and just not looking good without that number one wide receiver. They're going to lose Christian Kirk to the free agency. agency Rondell right. Moore's five nine. Um, good luck trying to get him open because you're not going to be able to see him. Right. Like these are the things that I worry when I see small wide receivers. I understand that you can run a four three forty. I can understand that you are an explosive playmaker with the ball in your hands. But when you have a quarterback who is also five nine five ten, and you have 
defensive linemen who are anywhere between 6'2 and 6'7. Some of them are 6'9. And then you have linebackers who are 6'2, 6'3. How the fuck are you going to see these guys to get, like open? You can't see them. They're, they're it's true. They literally blend in. And that's why they have to do a lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage. When you see these players go up and all of a sudden they're lined up behind the bigger, say, last year, like A.J. Green is got to throw a block for Rondell Moore. Right. It's clear what they're trying to do. Like, up, oh, they're going to try to scheme to get Rondell Moore open. That's right. why he wasn't successful last year. When you draft these undersized, speedy wide receivers and you can't see them, that's right. useless. Like, you need those big guys. You need the guys you can see going across the middle. You can see the guys who are out on the edge. My question to you, Don, would you take – I understand that we missed him in, in the draft. Would you give up? What would you give up if they're willing to trade him for DK Metcalf? Oh, where do I sign up? I mean, he, he – like that, that could be a huge difference maker for this team to be able to put him opposite of, you know, Devontae Smith – Inside, you know, you, you can put him on the outside, have Goddard on the inside, be able to it, it slots everybody in that spot. And the way that I think about it, Rich, like if, if you offered them like a first and a third. Okay. Right. Do you think a first like do you think they would take a first and a third? No. If, not if, at all. If they're Seattle. Now if I'm Seattle, Seattle, if I'm Seattle and I just got Shelby Harris, um, Looking, I'm still in the market for a quarterback. Right. So you just acquired multiple picks from Denver and say they want to go out there and try to pursue it to Sean Watson because apparently that was something that popped up this morning. Say the Eagles go, hey, man, we want DK Metcalf from you. We will give you a one, a three, and Fletcher Cox. Would that be enticing enough for you to trade us DK Metcalf? Would that move the needle if you were the GM? You get a first round pick, say the we'll give you the sixteen overall, right? So right. we keep the fifteen and the nineteen. Okay. We keep our pick for next year. We or we right. lose a third round next year, but then we give up Fletcher Cox, which is essentially, depending on his level of play, a two or a three, right? Does that move the needle? Is that enough of an impact for you to be like, okay, I can part with DK? I mean, if I'm looking at where the where Seattle is right now. Yeah, it's something that I it, I, I can't. I, that that's not a that's not an offer I'm going to hang up on the phone. Like I, I I'm going to have to sit with that one for a minute and really think. The fact that like you're you're getting talent back, you're getting the opportunity to bring in other players through the draft. What I just, if I, I? What if I? All right, I'm Hallie Roseman and I'm here. Here's okay. my call. Bring 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 bring. You're the you're right. the GM. Hey, we're uh, we're interested in DK Metcalf, and we know that you are looking to bolster your defense, get some picks back, and you know that offensive line that you had has been dreadful. Um, would you take a one, a four, Fletcher Cox, and Isaac Samalu? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, if I'm Seattle, I got it. I that that's one that I'm going to strongly consider. And Rich, I would even throw this in. Like, what 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 would you say if I countered with you know if if I gave you Gardner Minshew? Right? Is Gardner Minshew better than Drew Locke? Yes. So, and he's 
under contract for I think this year and next year. Yep, you still have control for him for two years. You're still, is that that you know that would be something I think is an underrated trade piece to play, to say, hey, listen, he's better than the guy you got. He made, yeah. and he's not going to be a guy you're going to build around. If you had some combination of, you know, Andre Dillard, Fletcher Cox, a pick, Gardner Minshew, like some combination of all that, I think that that's that's something that we can that that I think we would be able to work it out. And I don't want to make it feel like we're it's like here's all of our trash. Give us your really shiny yeah. toy. Um, but I think that there's value in those players. And that's how I looked at it when I said throw in Samalu because they. Instead, values. Uh, well, Jerk off can't hit him. What did I say? But if we use the words from Rich when he was back on the show, can't hit him. Well, yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, that would be my issue as well, Mike. Because let's be real, I don't think Jalen Hurts really would be able to hit him. But the best thing about DK is he's a slant guy. He can run the downfield routes. Right. But if you have him running underneath and taking over the route tree that Rager's running, I think that's a lot better than Jalen Rager. Right. You the can atten- play the him. attention in space that he gets now allows Devontae Smith to be able to get on top. And maybe then get, gets Goddard behind the safety. And then Goddard right. can be running wide open. So you have to pick your poison on who you would like to cover. I like the fact that DK is a guy who can take a five yard slant to the crib because he is that strong and fast. Right. That's how I would want to use a guy like him. I would use him more or less as a possession wide receiver. I would use Devontae Smith as the downfield, the, the deep curl, the, the the deep outs, the post route guy. And then you can just have Goddard just running it open. I think that right. just makes it better. I like the fact that if the problem with the problem with Pete Carroll and the problem with Seattle was always they never drafted offensive linemen. When they traded for Jimmy Graham, they gave up their their all-pro center, Max Unger, and sent him to the Saints for more weapons. But what happens? Russell Wilson became the most hit quarterback in the past five years in the NFL. You cannot have success and win games like that. Samalu shores up your offensive line. He is, in my eyes, I think he is good. Would Would I go to... How I'm playing this, I would look at Lane Johnson has maybe one or two years left. I look at Fletcher Cox has maybe one or two good, solid years left. If I'm Howie Roseman and I see guys who are on the books and I see our needs on defense and I see these young offensive linemen that we drafted with Jeff Stoutland turning everybody into studs, I make the call and say, I want DK Metcalf. I will give you a one, Lane Johnson, and Fletcher Cox, and that's my final offer. If, if Seattle can make that move for Capit, you have one of the best right tackles in the game for another year or two. You have right. one of the best defensive tackles in the game for a year or two. And you have a first-round pick this year. And this way, they can spend that on whatever. If they want to go out yeah. there, you can throw Gardner Minshew in. I'm looking at it as, as much as I love Lane, I know production and play will fall off eventually. He's getting older. He's owed a lot of money. If we can yeah. just live off that name and we can live off what he's done in the past, it could shore up an asset in DK Metcalf, who still has three left, three years left in his contract, and it frees up a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, I mean, the, the And one- you keep Samalu, and Samalu was good last year. Like, I like Samalu. Like, he was a guy who I think is going to take over for Brandon Brooks alongside Landon Dickerson, 
Myelata, um, Kelsey, yeah. and yeah, I, th I think yeah. The thing with me with Samalu, like Samalu has always been the guy that has been the the center in waiting. Mm -hmm. um, the only my only hesitation to move Lane would be the the unsure feeling that I get of the guy that's going to be replacing him, right? Because it's an unknown. Yeah. If if you if you make that move now, and then at one of your three first round picks you draft an offensive tackle that then we can talk yeah right or yeah there there's there's a i think the the three picks in the first round give them a ton of flexibility to be able to be active whether they want to you know pick all three whether they want to move one of those to next year whether you know but i think what they have to do is be able to make sure that they have an impact player Agreed. at each one of those picks. If you take two picks and you move one of them, both of those guys got it. Like exactly anybody that you take in those first, I would even say in those first two rounds, you're going to get at the max four. you're going to get four players. Though everybody that you pick in those first couple, in those first two rounds has to be an impact player next year. They cannot be in a position where they're drafting somebody to be behind somebody else. Exactly. And that would be my issue. I like I liked the fact we have the three first round picks. But if our guys aren't there on the board that we want, trade back, acquire for next year, and take some guys in the later first round. I just I mean, Rich, they got enough, they got enough holes where you 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 might be hard pressed not to say this guy who's on the board right now could be impacting us, right? I, I, exactly, but we all know outside of the top 10, everything is pretty much a crapshoot for the first round. So it's kind of tough. But I look at it as if I can, say, get DK Metcalf for just, say, a one and those two players, you just freed up $45 million where I can go out and the Titans, Saffold is old, Right but he's a standout True. offensive guard. I can sign him to a one year, $4 million deal. Boom. Slide him into slide him in the right guard. So there we right. go. We, we, we take care of, we take care of this, or we just try to transition him into and push Dickerson into tackle. He's a mauler. I get it. True. A little smaller, but you can still shore up that line with some veterans who get released but then right. you can address, all right, let's, we grab a pass rusher. We say we get Chandler Jones. We get Jordan Hicks. We, we sign Nelson back. We grab a, a safety just with that money that was allotted from getting rid of these two right. guys. And then, okay, in the draft, now we look, okay, the kid from Iowa was there at 15. Boom. Right. Yeah. Boom. Linderbaum, right. Linderbaum yeah. from Iowa. Boom. Right. We got he, him. He, and then later he, in the round, it's like, oh, that pass rush from uh, Michigan's there. Boom, we got him. Okay, right. two two holes that we address, and now we move on and see what we can do. Right. That's just yeah. how I'm looking at. It. I'm just playing. Yeah, no, absolutely. What but fits. even like Rich, like if there's a guy like like uh, the kid from Cincinnati, Gardner, like Sauce Gardner, if he's there, yeah, that's a guy him. you got to consider, right? Because that's a guy you could put opposite a Slay. Exactly. That's going to be able to, you know, he's going to consistently guard the the second best offensive weapon on the field. Um. There's a lot of places where they, they have the ability to be able to address 
all three levels of the defense, right? You could, you would not be remiss if you said like, if they draft, you know, pass rush, linebacker, corner, right? You wouldn't have a problem with that. If they, if they decide, the, the only place where I think that I would say that there would be a problem drafting, right? Obviously, if they pick a quarterback. Yeah. And if they, or they pick a running back, I think any other position, you could justify a need for taking a guy at whatever draft pick they're going to take it at. And I completely agree with it, Don, because I, I'm just how I'm playing scenarios in my head. It might just be like, ah, I'm just, it's crazy to even think about trading lane. It's crazy to think about trading Cox, but I look at how I can build my team from the future and have money. Yeah. Okay. Getting rid of lane is a huge hole, but if I get a guy who can play 75% of what lanes a hundred percent is, I'm okay with that because the Eagles are still not going to be a great team, but if I can acquire DK Metcalf, Holy shit. Like that's a guy we can lock up for three years. And even if Jalen hurts, isn't the guy and we draft somebody for next year with the arm talent to get him the ball. We don't have to worry about signing the, him and Devontae to long-term deals for another two years. Right. So you can let them still, live off that rookie deal. It's still growing. And then, okay, at the end of this year, if we are able to get a quarterback and we want to trade Jalen for a third or whatever you can get for him, right. you do that. And you still have money. Yeah. You have to yeah. do something to try to shed some of these contracts because your defensive line is one of the highest paid in the league and they – they do not. You're not. You're not getting. The you're production. not getting the production from right. it. So you need to start looking at these guys like Lane and Fletch and be like, and Lane missed a lot of games last year with with his issues as well. Right. So it's yeah. When you're there, you're great. But when you're not, it kills us. So give me a guy who's going to be constantly there, who's not making enough money, and then I just acquired one of the better young wide receivers in the league. I'm okay with that. No, I'm uh, rich. I think you and I have a future. Yeah, I think we do. GMs hit us up. Hit me up. <laughs> we got, um, I got, I got some trades. <laughs> rich, any other, any other Eagles off season stuff? Uh, no, just, we miss? no, I think we're good. I, uh, that's exciting. I just can't wait for the draft. I can't see what they do. Free agency starts on Wednesday. So tampering starts on Monday. So, right. you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see what hedges. Uh, it, we'll just hop right into around the league. One of the biggest yeah. dom- one of the biggest dominoes to fall, in my opinion, is Deshaun Watson was not criminally tra- criminally charged on anything. So now right. teams are going to be lining up. Hopefully it's not Howie Roseman. And the other one that fell was Aaron Rodgers staying with Green Bay. Stay, right. Those were the two biggest where what's going on with these two around well, the NFL. Right. And, and, and let's not forget about Russ, right? Russ going to Denver. That's right? a tough the, the, Those, those were those three, the, those yeah. three dominoes that we were all waiting to see what shook out, right? Rogers ends up taking that enormous contract and staying in green Bay. You know, you also have, you know, they put the, the franchise tag on Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. Was what Denver gave up for Russ too much? Nah, it was a steal. Drew Locke stinks. Noah Fan is Noah Fan. Shelby Harris is good. Two ones. They have young wide receivers. They have a great young defense. Like, no, they. 
it makes the Stafford deal look that much better on right. paper because it was essentially Jared Goff and this year's 32. Um, I think Seattle got enough for Russ. Do I see Russ winning in Denver? Yeah, he's going to win some games, but then when it comes playoff time, you got to face Mahomes, you got to face Allen, you got to face Herbert. So it's going to be in one, mean, that, the, one the hell of a, in those divisions. It's the best division in football yeah. now. Like it, it, it truly is going to be the best division in football right now. I mean, it's literally a murderer's row. Like any of those divisional games are going and to Derek be. Derek Carr's not bad either. So right. I mean, that's, no, he's not. He's no, it's not a bad division. It really no, is not at all. I mean, between him and Mahomes and Herbert and Wilson, it's going to be appointment television to be able yeah. to check in on how they compete. Obviously they're not on the same, they're not on the field at the same time, but being able to be in the same game, go blow for blow. Um, it's going to be awesome. You get it's, to see it's going to be impressive. matchups all, oh, yeah. all year. But like the, so it's, gonna be cool. it's, it's, it's funny, Rich. Like when you look at what Denver gave up, like at first glance, you're like, Oh shit. They gave up player, 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 pick, 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 pick. But then you look and when, like, like you just said, like when you break down, like who they actually gave up, they are in the exact position where they should be acquiring a quarterback, considering all of the offensive talent that they have in the skill positions endeavor. Exactly. They gave away like the guy, the, Oh, Oh, whatever his last name is Michael O or whatever. Uh, I I forget. He's got a real long Uh, last name. Their, their tight end at Denver was, more than serviceable when Fant wasn't there. Fant has all the talent in the world, but let's be real. He's a tight end. Like that's, and people were like, oh, well, would you give up Jalen Hurts, a one and Dallas Goddard? Like, no, because you're not in the position to do that because Dallas Goddard is top five in his position. Noah Fant's top 10, but that's speaking for tight ends. Like there's only three good tight ends in the league. If your name's not Kelsey Andrews or Kittle, like, that's the dr- pretty much the, it. Waller got the drop, it. They're, they're the right. five. The drop is significant, and no offense, not going to move the needle, especially if Drew Locke's still throwing the ball to him. <laughs> right. Like right. so, they still need to address. But now they have the picks that they want to go for Deshaun Watson. But that doesn't make any sense because why are you going to draft another guy who's never had an offensive line and put him against that putrid offensive line? Hence, why call the birds, get one of our offensive linemen. Hey, Chip. What up, Chip? And uh, and and make some moves. Like right. They're just doing it. Yeah, he's not. No, nah, we didn't play that game. No, nah, no, nah, we didn't play that game yet. But like the rich to, I mean, to just to talk to Chip's point real quick, the the rumor that the teams that are out there, right, are the usual suspects of teams yeah. that need quarterbacks. Carolina, Pittsburgh, you know, the Eagles kind of always move themselves into the conversation. He's not going to have success if he goes to Carolina because I don't know what Matt Rule thinks he's doing. Um, they can give up the draft picks because they have the DJ Moores and Terrace Marshall, but Christian McCaffrey will be gone. He'll be part of that trade, which right. I wouldn't. I'm sorry, I'm not trading for a running back. This isn't fantasy football. Like this is real live football. I can just draft a guy in the fifth round and pray to God he's good. Christian McCaffrey is that good, but then you're going to trade him to Houston, who have nobody. So why does why would Houston want him? Right. That's dumb. Uh, so what are you going to give up? Seattle is most likely where I think he will go. The Eagles, no. Pittsburgh, I, I would like to see him go to Pittsburgh because I think that would be – their offense would be ridiculous. Um, yeah. And 
they'd have something they haven't had in five years, which is a good quarterback because Big Ben's right. absolutely terrible. I'm glad he's gone. And there's no competition there. The Panthers gave up a lot and they're paying Sam Darnold a lot for this year. I think it's like 18 million. So, right. and then 40 million. So you're going to have 58 million tied up in your quarterback room. And the Texans aren't going to be like, yeah, of course, sure. We'll take Darnold from you. No, I want three, I want three number ones. I want Christian McCaffrey and give me a defensive player. You can right. hold on. You can hold on to Sam Darnold because I'm not taking that contract just to get rid of this guy. Right. So, and who knows if he even goes anywhere? Because people, Russ is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, one to two Super Bowls, right? Right. One one single handedly cost his team the other one, and right. and coaching. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Is Deshaun Watson going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? No, so I mean. Why, he, in, so, in my mind right now, he hasn't done enough to be able to put himself there. He's, I think he's never even is won a playoff is, game. Is he, is he talented? Yes. yes. He's extremely. insanely talented. Yes. But at the same time, am I going to pay a higher price because of his age and his potential? He also right. missed the whole year of football. So you have conditioning and all that that comes down to it. I am, as a franchise, I cannot justify giving you three threes. I can justify, or three ones. Three. I can justify giving you two and a player. And if, and I'm taking on that forty million dollars that you're paying, right? Me. And that's that that's going to be a huge deal for Houston to be able to to include the contract as part of that deal. So I would say and, I'm not going to do it. No, and like like Chip is saying, like Tomlin, I think the the security in seeing to know that Mike Tomlin has been with that franchise and what he's been able to do in terms of maintaining the stability of that franchise, I, I think if there's a, if I'm picking the ideal place for Watson to go, considering what he's just coming off of and the fact that he hasn't played in a year, I think Pittsburgh would be ideal considering the stability that they have in that organization at yes. that, you know, cause the thing that would worry me about him going to Carolina is, you know, a, as good as Matt rule has been at multiple levels, He's also kind of on the hot seat. So there, there is a he little makes, bit. He makes stupid decisions, Don. He, he made a terrible right. decision trading for Sam Darnold. He stinks. Right. I was excited. I thought he was going to be better. But no, Sam right. Darnold is what we thought that, he yeah. was. Yeah, we talked about it. I like Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin, in my right. eyes, is the third best coach in the league. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he is a great players coach. Players play hard for him. And him and that GM draft extremely well. I could see them giving up to three ones and being completely content with it because they just hit on later round guys. They, they hit on wide receivers more than anybody in the league. Right. Do I think that Deshaun Watson will make an impact on that team? Hell yeah. Do I think he would feast? Yes. But where is he at football wise? No right. one knows. If I'm the Texans, do I hold on to him for the beginning of the season and say, listen, this is what we're going to do. Play three games, show us we have it, up your trade value, and then maybe you'll get that haul that you want. Because quarterbacks will get hurt. Teams will be like, damn, this guy stinks. Right. Let me try to trade for him now. And, there, he's, yeah, still, right. and he's still up to football speed. It, it, you know, if you run into the, the, the position that Minnesota ran into that year that Teddy Bridgewater blows his knee out in spring, you know, in, in – training camp right do you run is there a team that's a contender that something similar happens 
Yeah. And they swoop in and say, all right, well, we're one quarterback away. We're not going to, we're not throwing in this season before it even starts. And then they make a move. You, you could make, yeah, you could make the case across the board that there's a number of teams that would be in that position that are that one quarterback away without, you know, with, with, with an injury like that. My transition from Deshaun Watson away is all the enamorment with Mitch Trubisky that like people don't think that he like, Oh, I, there's a hot market for Mitch Trubisky. Why is why? there a market for Trich, or Trich, Trich McGiskey? Trich McGiskey. <laughs> why, why is Trich getting that love? Mitch Trubisky should be getting I, all of it. I have uh, – I, that baffles me. I heard Schefter talking about him having the potential to get, you know, the – I can't remember the number, but when he 15, said the number – It was $15 million. What in the ever-loving hell has Mitch Trubisky done to be able to get that – contract like that you want to talk about stupid money that is money that is stupid money i could only see him going to the giants because dabble was his offensive coordinator slash quarterback coach last year and dabble being like i can fix this guy but then two games in being like okay daniel jones you're back up i i just don't see mitch trubisky i just i don't understand the enamorant or the enamorment with him and why people are like oh my god mitch trubisky's going to be great because he sat a year behind Josh Allen now and and was able to understand football it's like no no that's not how it goes his success as a starter was pretty bad um he yes oh he took the Bears to the playoffs two years no that defense did you guys got to twist it if you think Mitch Trubisky is going to go to a team and actually do well yes because Adam Gase is a terrible coach but right Matt Nagy was a terrible coach but these quarterbacks who are coming out might just be bad. Like he wasn't that great at North Carolina and was no. just your prototype I, I, quarterback. I've never understood that at the draft. Cause he like had the size, were, Don, cause he had the size, bud. He had the I size. I know, but Rich, size They're talking aside, themselves into you, it. When you put the tape on, like what did you see that said? He played number two, number okay. Two okay. Against a, in a terrible, in a terrible okay. division. In the ACC. In a terrible like, division? Right. It's a terrible football conference minus what was Clemson at the time. Like, it, I just never saw what anybody saw. I mean, he he reminded me a lot of, like, even though – and you're, I'm going to blow a name out, but Rex Grossman. Like, he reminded me of, like, a Rex – even though Rex Grossman yeah. – Is light years ahead to, of him. I had to go back and Rex, watch. Rex Grossman is light years ahead of – Mitch Trubisky, like let's right. And Rex Grossman took the Bears to the Super Bowl. Yeah, like he he doesn't even reach that echelon for me, and I just don't understand. He's he's in the Kyle Bowler category for me. Okay, if I'm if I'm going in the same category of guys with arm talent but can't do anything with it, him and Kyle Bowler are one A one B, and that's where okay. Mitch Trubisky stays. I would not pay him more than three million dollars to be my backup or to hold okay. somebody's jockstrap. Let alone fifteen million, and for me, for free agency and where things are moving, I can't believe Mike Williams got that twenty million dollar a year contract. That crazy, was crazy, right? That's goofy that was a guy him. that I thought. Now, what about Allen Robinson? He's not. If he gets fifteen million dollars, somebody they're stupid because I don't even know if that guy can play anymore. Like everybody's just questioning whether he can or cannot play. He needs to be a guy like Juju last year. He needs to go to a team, and they're going to be like, "Yo, we will give you." One year, 10, uh, 10, 9 to $10 million, 
right. show me you can still play. And right. then he's going to he, need a proven deal. Yeah, because right. he hasn't done anything. And right. everybody and wants to say, oh, those quarterbacks, this and that. It's like, dude, you were non-existent last year on the field. And then all of a sudden you weren't playing anymore. So I don't know. Good luck to that. Two things before we before we move on. Khalil Mack to the Chargers. For pennies. That was a good deal for them. For Lining up outside, uh, outside of Bosa. That's crazy. To, I, I mean, listen, when, when I saw that, it reminded me of what L.A. did. The, the other team at L.A. did, yeah. you know, in, when, when they brought in Von Miller and put him next to Aaron Donald. You're now going to have two guys that you can't double team at all. You need to do something with Russell Wilson entering, entering the conversation. I mean, those are some good quarterbacks you got to play against. And right. their defense was pretty much the reason why they lost a lot. Uh, traditionally. Their defense is always what's been costing them. So they needed that to add. Someone's got to slow Mahomes and Russ down. So they needed help, and they got Khalil Mack for pennies on the dollar. Good for the Chargers. And you still have Justin Herbert, who can absolutely sling the rock. So good. Justin Herbert's so good. Rich, what about the former Eagles quarterback coming back to Washington? I don't. All right. So I was talking to my dad about this the other night when we were watching the Sixers get blown out. Um, We both looked at each other and said, what makes Ron Rivera think that he's even better than Heineke? Like, I don't even know if Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke. They had to win one game on Carson Wentz's shoulders in Indianapolis, and they couldn't do it because Carson Wentz fumbled interception, interception in a row. Right. What? And that's with Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and the stellar offensive line. Now you put him in a room where ta- let's let's be real. Taylor Heineke last year had one wide receiver and his name was Ter- uh, Terry McLaurin. McCorm, Scary Terry. Right. Logan Thomas was hurt all year. Ricky Seals Jones was your second leading wide receiver. J.D. Right. McKissick and Antonio Gibson. Okay. You trade McLaurin's better than Pittman. That's it. That's that's it. Yeah. And Taylor Heineke was actually serviceable and good. Now you're going to have a guy if with no weapons to surround him, not a great offensive right. line, and a guy who is known to kill you in games, but you only pay two threes, so it's not that bad. Right. It just makes you laugh that Frank Wright was literally so adamant on getting him and then sees him and goes, I can't help this guy. So right. how does Ron Rivera, who's never been a quarterback's coach, right. never – be able to fix him. There's yeah, nothing no, to fix Carson Wentz. He's done. He's toast. He's cooked. He's over. It, it, Rich. By Ginger Jesus. Is Ginger Jesus this era's Jeff George? Does he just bounce from team to team <laughs> to team until he's done? That's like a disservice for Jeff George. Wow. Like, he's more or less like, ah, I would say – this era is Josh McCown, to be honest with you. I okay. would go, he comes in. Can does, he, you, does he even bounce from team to team to team? I don't think he does because I think this is his last shot. I think that all the quarterback guys, whether it be Doug, who was a great quarterback uh, coach, then you get Frank Reich, who was a good quarterback coach and who knew him well. And right. then he goes to Ron Rivera 
and you look at it as, okay, well, he couldn't hack it in Philly because he was upset over the success. He can't hack it with all the, the weapons and the great offensive line in Indy. Now he's going to go to Washington where people really don't care, right. but their defense puts them in a position where they can win, even though they weren't that great last year. Can Carson Wentz bring you over that hump? No, because he's not even the second best quarterback in the league. I don't even think he's better. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine, but so is Carson Wentz. Who is going yeah. to who's going to kill you more in big games? And I think that's going to be Carson Wentz. I think he'll be the one to kill you more. And with only Terry McLaurin as your basically your weapon and Antonio Gibson, I just don't see Carson Wentz being successful. I just I don't, yeah. and I'm kind of happy about it because after I read a bunch of articles about his piss poor attitude and the fact that nobody except Darius Leonard on Indianapolis liked him. This just shows you he does so much stupid shit to self, like the self corrupt, or he basically self sabotages himself right. all the time. He's not a guy I want on my team. He's not a guy I want in my locker room. And I think players across the league are seeing that. And this is his yeah. last chance. If he yeah, doesn't think, turn it around and be serviceable, I think he's done. Well, and Rich, the the article that you sent me about the the year that he gets injured and all the locker room stuff that went on. I think the because of how much he played into his faith when he, when when you now see this side when you saw the side where he's kind of pissed about the team being successful without him and that selfish nature I think that that is starting to kind of show itself. And the guys around the league are what you're saying. Like they, they just don't have time for it anymore because welcome, unless welcome you're going to be productive on the feed, like <laughs> unless you're going to be, be productive on the field, none of that makes a difference at all. Yep. That's a, that's a, a topic for another time. I don't want to offend the religious people out there, but I could say a whole <laughs> well, lot listen, of people, not, a whole no, lot of nothing things. Nothing against anybody's faith, people. but like, no, no, not but, at all. But, but it's that, it's that two-sided thing. Right? Yes. You can't yes. you can't say one thing and then do another thing. Some of the shittiest people I know, Don, go to church every Sunday. So <laughs> let's let's um, leave it at let's leave it at that. Yep. Adam, yeah. what's up, there buddy? we go. Um, Rich, any other off season stuff you want to talk about before we jump out of here? <sighs> no, not really. I think that was awesome. Uh, this Looking was such a fun episode. And I'm so excited for the draft. And I'm so excited for, for Monday for tampering day. So it's gonna be fun to it's gonna be fun to watch and keep keep our ears glued to the glued to the tube absolutely well rich before we get out of here the belly up network dropped something uh earlier on today uh that they are playing into this march madness bracket business are we the 16 we are not rich we are not the 16 seed we are what looks like the i'm gonna say one two i think we're right in the middle we're i think we're like a six Ooh, we we're are gonna get going up, up uh, it, it is the the bracket of all the Belly Up podcasts. All right. The voting is going to drop on the 14th. Okay. So we're going to need all, all the listeners out there. We're yes, gonna, we We're going to be sharing it out from our accounts. Um, we are going up against the scoreboard addicts. So we're coming for you. Oh, scoreboard dude. Scoreboard addicts. And I'll I will get a say this, foul. Rich. The Fired Up podcast is also in our bracket. Oh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be oh, fun. Well, now, Rich, 
there could be a very, very drunk second round matchup. We would get drunk on ice. No, if if we if we advance against the store, scoreboard addicts, one of the the games in the other in in the matchup is a podcast called Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. So we could have a very very drunk we matchup we in the second round. Uh, so that'd be fun. Be looking out for all that stuff. Vote Find us. us on all your all your streaming platforms, all your podcast platforms. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Get your uh, your your team clicks, your your lots of rain watches, all, yes, all your all your good stuff. Your Tiki Live on, on noon on Tiki Thursdays Live and Saturday. Tiki Live. All right, we got uh just that you know thankful for everybody who for for jumping on and uh, yep. we will see you during the week. Enjoy your weekend, fellas. Peace out, Cub Scouts. And ladies, and Philly, and Don. Peace. (laughs) The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.